This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Rosa is dead. Kyle's not blue. Max is a liar. And Liz is one, too. We're talking Roswell season one, episode four. Where have all the cowboys gone? Let's find out right here on the After Buzz After Show right now. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Let the buzz begin. I am back with the panel that's just causing so much trouble all around. I feel oh, like we're in Roswell, New Mexico right now. <laughs> we have phone service, though, and reception and phones. So and, and we have electricity, which is a big difference. Thank God. Thank goodness. And thank goodness that you're all back today as we go over Roswell Season 1, Episode 4, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? We're going to break it down for all of you and all of us at home. Uh, Rose's story, uh, Hospital, the hospital's tale was great. Cameron and uh, Master Sergeant Barnes, that was very interesting. Cam and Max, then Max and Isabel. We're going to shift from Cam and Max, Max to Isabel, Max and Kyle... Kyle and Liz, that was some drama, Mama. Stereotypes, as we talk to social commentary, as CW always presents, our special segment. But this week's special segment is, what scene made you the most mad? Because there were so many. And we're going to get right into predictions, as always. I have a wonderful uh, panel of people right to my left. I am Tehran, alongside... Uh, It's Jim, once again. I'm back, and I'm here to stay with a lot to say. I'm glad you're here to stay because I love the both of you. And I'm George Corey. Nice to be with the, with all of you again. We were actually hoping you would rhyme too. Because, see, we were doing the <laughs> I doctor. I should have yeah. picked up a freestyle. You I should have freestyled. should have done something. You should have done something the way I, I feel like pause this, a this episode should have done something. This episode was one that infuriated both of you. George, what were your overall thoughts? I'm the maddest super fan alive because this show seemed contrived. My overall (laughs) thoughts, y'all. There we go. Is that this, okay, Roswell, New Mexico is my favorite show on TV. It is. Up until this episode. I felt there were four scenes and I felt the actors weren't as married to the lines as they were in previous episodes. And it took me out of the moment as a viewer. Are you upset at the actors or at the writers? Because sometimes when you look at, let's say, overall movies, if a movie is bad and the actor is usually good, we say it's the writer-director. But if the actor is bad and it's in several movies, then you know it's the actor. Which one was it in this case? Tehran, you say Kyle is not blue or is still blue. And most people say it takes two. So I think it was the writers and the actors in this episode that dropped the ball. I see that. We can stop the rhyming thing now. Max <laughs> <laughs> Max Lover. Jim over Max there. Lover. Listen. Max I, Lover 85. <laughs> yeah. 
I like today's episode. I thought there's a lot of good, interesting relationships developing. And my boy, we're going to go into it later. I could see why you liked it. Uh, That was my episode. So it it resonated with me. And if you're not familiar, it's because Jim is a Kyle fan, which is why it was ironic and sardonic to call him a Max Lover 85. You're clearly Team Kyle and Liz. We're shipping that as what again? Uh, Kyla? Kyla's? Kyla's? Kyla's. Kyla's. Are we shipping Kyla's? I'll take it, but I refuse to help with that shipping. Sure. And on my (laughs) side, I have to say overall thoughts that I enjoyed this week's episode, but I also saw a lot of flaws. I saw a lot of flaws in the acting, which I had not seen before. It became very soap Mm opera-like. There were moments. And also, we're going to get into a little bit of the stereotypes, which also plagued my thoughts as I was watching with... Scenes where they were eating churro pancakes and (laughs) and Rosa's, but I'm kidding. And I was like, "Mm, we need to discuss this CW. CW usually does an excellent job of diversity and diversifying. And they did actually throw in a lot of social commentary in this episode, which we'll also discuss. Let's jump into Rosa's story because that was a major plot point throughout tonight's episode. With Rosa's story. And when I say that, I mean, first we started off with Rosa's advice, where she had clearly been hurt by somebody. Mm-hmm. We don't know. To the point where, where Liz even turns and says, Rosa, who hurt you? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Who could have possibly hurt Rosa? Speaking on the who hurt you line, that was the first contrived line that I noticed. For the first time, Janine Mason, who does such a wonderful job playing her character... When she said that, it just was too sudden. She didn't seem attached to what she was saying. It just came up like, who hurt you? In the middle of a very calm conversation. And when she said that, it opened up the question, which led to the rest of the events. Of And, and I'm still wondering, who hurt her? Uh, well, George, I don't know. Anyway, trying to, tell me if you see it differently. The storyline now with Rosa is like, who is she hooking up with or who she's with? There's so many guys being attached now to her. That it's becoming another almost storyline in a different direction. Because now it's today's episode. We're talking about Kyle's dad, potentially. And then there's that. Was that Frederico? Frederico, yeah. the ex-dealer, yeah. boyfriend. There was a lot going there's on. There's too many guys here involved. There's Max, maybe, in last episode. Let's straighten this out. There was a point where I actually thought Isabel might have been connected because of the hatred that Rosa had for Isabel. And that's the one that transferred to Maria, which we will discuss later in today's uh, after show as well. But overall, I was I was in agreement with George where that line came off very contrived. Mm -hmm. And Rosa's story has become somewhat of a hindrance Either let's focus on Rosa or let's not. We're not getting enough of any one thing. Exactly. And why does the boyfriend matter so much? 
Besides the speculation of Max, if we now know or it's perceived that an alien killed Rosa, so why are we so concentrated on the guy she was with? Well, it's because of the clues, and we do get some clues because the story goes on. We realize Rosa, who's been hurt, and says something like, "People don't need other people," and this is your this is your armor. She hands him uh, hands Liz a dress. We we feel something has happened to Rosa. We don't know. Maybe tied to the elder of Valenti who was gone could be and can't can't defend defend himself so we're going to have to find out through clues and context we also see that Rosa's ex-drug dealer Federico and the father clearly hates him yeah. just hates his guts <laughs> chased him out of there immediately the, the reaction that he saw is a reaction in spanish and it was so upbeat and that, that was booking it. That part, as as a son of immigrants, I kind of appreciated that moment. It's like something I had seen before. That part, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That part was that part, felt real. People were writing, "Oh, that's mm-hmm. stereotypical Mexican father." Mm-hmm. No, actually, that's mm-hmm. that was a realistic portrayal. <laughs> and we're shooing away whoever that boy is, especially especially with the connection of drugs and with Rosa. Right. This this is not a person that uh, Liz's father takes kindly to at all. Mm-hmm. Bad news, Freddy. Get him out of here. But Frederico came through because he's also the one who's going through the 12 steps and sobering up and getting his life on track and has the backpack that leads to more clues for for Liz. And I don't know the actor's name, but acting well done on Frederico's. Frederico and was excellent. If, if his goal as a character was to come across as sincere and authentic, I felt that from him completely. Yeah, he was solid. I I'm curious to see what role he's going to play going down the road. Was it a one-off in a sense where he just brings the, the, the whatever backpack and the she shows up yeah. like message or she's going to play off. some role down the line. I wouldn't see him in the next couple episodes, but maybe he has some purpose also. So I'm thinking they gave him enough screen time tonight to justify another appearance for him. It's possible. And we're going to have to find out. Hopefully you'll throw that out in predictions. I, when, when Michael and, Isabel and Max got together. They brought up a little more part of of Rosa's story when they they were like basically Rosa was killed by an alien and she will learn everything. Yes, they they it's it's almost like there's this conspiracy. We've decided not to dig. We promised we wouldn't look in any more into this. Rosa Rosa was killed by an alien, but they say it in a in a vernacular, which makes it seem it's not one of them. Yes, and that's that's what really has me thinking as a cliffhanger almost. And I'm wondering, what else do they know that they may not be telling each other inside that unit? It almost made me think, do they have all the facts or do they not? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, they might know more. George, do you think there's a chance that someone on this show is an alien that we don't know about uh, and they know listen, about it? If anyone's going to be an alien, let's be real. It's going to be me. Just, <laughs> if you knew me enough, you'd be like, mm, I think you're an alien. George has <laughs> thrown that out there several times in my life. It leaves thought for that. So the ship crashes. There are three eggs is what I like to call them. I forgot. the. Well, the there were multiple eggs. These are the three multiple. that survived. That survived. Perhaps there, there is a chance that one more did survive. Which is funny because we see that Grant, who spews all these conspiracies, he's actually kind of right when he says things. Yeah. Now, I don't mean, he, he obviously doesn't know that. But he's kind of right every time he says something in a way, there is some truth to what he he's saying. A, he has a funny look in his eyes. It might be him. It, <laughs> I, I, I would highly doubt that. Yeah, but that I would be the think. best twist. Right. That would like, Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. So Rosa walked away because she hated Isabel. 
I thought there might have been some tension between them sexually or something, but that's not what the show led to. It's just at that moment, the way that they were portraying it. What What do you think the beef between Rosa and Isabel could it's possibly insignificant, be? insignificant, probably. I'm thinking it's some kind of high school thing where she was the popular one and maybe Isabel wasn't. And she holds Isabel was popular. Well, yeah, and Isabel Rosa was wasn't. yeah, and Rosabel was. And thanks for correction. And there's there's still kind of going with that. And since Rosa died already, it probably didn't. You know, they're at a stage now where it wouldn't matter. But they still held on to that whole popularity, possibly because there's nothing else I can think of that would really be at stake that they suggested at least. Here's what I could think of, Jim. So we see the episode open with Rosa <laughs> telling her younger sister, "Protect your heart." Right? You're, that's why right. there's a cage or armor around your heart. So being the, the bigger sister looking out, what if Rosa is onto the entire Liz and Max situation? And she suspects also, which we've seen in previous episodes, that Isabel gets a little weird around Max. And we're questioning what the relationship really is. What if, she, what if Rosa felt that Isabel was moving in on her sister's romance with Max. That's what that's where where I'm headed with this. I mean, that's an interesting theory. Right now, I don't know if we uh, clearly we don't know. So we don't know. every story it's all every my story is actually very viable at this point because things have happened in this in the series where what we thought we knew, we did not know. Simply for the fact that we was Max the killer or not the killer. Mm-hmm. We thought for a second he might have been. Then we realized that he's not. Now it's looking like it in the big reveal that it might be Michael. We don't know. There's a lot we don't know. Tron, do you think they're doing too much confusion? Like literally they're backpedaling and going forward to a point where they're just like confusing the audience there's with a, so many twists and there's turns? There's a lot of plot. There are a lot of loopholes in the plot. And that's one of the things when we discuss writing and right. we talk about the fourth wall of this show where we take ourselves out of Roswell, New Mexico, the show, and now – go into Roswell, New Mexico, the show production. There are a lot of loopholes. Is it because it's the first season? Is it because they're trying to reboot a show that's already been done so well and has has captivated the hearts and minds of so many people already? I think it's a little bit of both. And possibly it seems that the show is trying to do too much. Yeah, and and adding on to that, I noticed more pop culture references we had the Regina George and then the Mean Girls. We even had references back to Sarah Pillen. We had references to Trump in Puerto Rico throwing the paper towel. So they're really adding a lot to try and ramp up. And I think it's doing so a little too much because I enjoyed the natural atmosphere of Roswell and trying to make it a racier show or a more, uh, quote, interesting show is kind of taking me out of this story in the world of Roswell. Well, in in effect with Rosa's story, the backpack, did you feel like this came out of nowhere? I did. I was I was confused by the backpack. Why did Federico have this backpack for Yeah, why is he holding on for to it for all these years? years? No no doubt about it. Yeah, the the way that the clues are all just left, some of them are people holding on to things neatly tucked into a cave and stuff. It was Rosa's whole intent to make this treasure hunt for a search for her. It's, it's almost she stretched. set up a crime search. She yeah. set up totally. All the clues, it's it's just so many clues now. And, her demise. And like really at a point where Frederico has like a big item of hers for all these years. Did she really anticipate Liz going to him at some point? And exactly. him not going through that stuff. 
As in, exactly. why didn't you read the stuff and go, who is this guy? What is this about? What? Hey, sh- he should be asking Liz questions. Yeah, you have a decade to do 100%. it. 100%. And then, of course, the twist of Kyle's dad possibly being the one who was hooking up with Rosa because of the note that was in the backpack. And, Ro- and Liz, of course, going through every yearbook to try to basically analyze the handwriting and finding it and saying it matches the... It matches the Valenti's handwriting. That's like soap opera stuff. This is morning, daytime soap opera at this point where you're just like going way off base with this whole father thing. I thought that was just too far. At this point, it's becoming comical. Like, and she's, what kind of, yeah. what kind of a damn yearbook is she finding to match the father's writing what, to it? What yeah. sheriff is writing in the, the high kids, school kids? Yeah. And congratulations. And, it was just too much. And why does everything lead to a sexual situation? Just, <laughs> and, and you know what? Maybe yeah, the, the village is small, so people got to get it in. They but are. that much? I mean, and there's references. There's not a lot to Let's, do around here. But We like the show. Let's get yeah. this clear. We really like no, the show. You like and the that's show. I love the show. Yeah, I you love do love the, the show. show. I like the show, and it's it's a show that I'm very enthusiastic about. Mm-hmm. And that's why this episode was a little upsetting because it was on a pace. We had given it enough time. We've given it suspension of belief. We've done all the steps, and then this one particular episode took a turn where it became its own stereotype of this show. It became a stereotype yes. of. Of the show, and that's what we want to avoid. We want it to stay on cor- on on course. We didn't get a lot of things that we like. The Rosa storyline is, we like these kind of storylines. We we've seen them with Thirteen Reasons Why and things of that nature. Right. But those stuck particularly to the plot line, and this one just goes all over the place. There's so much happening, and this Rosa story. Overall, how did you feel about Rosa's story? I'm just losing more and more interest every week. At this point, I'm just more interested in the relationships and exactly. some of the alien stuff. And who cares about Rosa anymore? Like, really, we know Liz cares about it, but who else really cares about it when they're starting to lose us as an audience? Because it's going really off course. Exactly. And I hope totally. that you... One thing we care about is all of you at home. Absolutely. We would never want to lose you as an audience because we actually really enjoy you. So thank you so much for participating and watching. Yeah, uh, and we need your help. Thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. But we can always use your help, and we need to. So when you guys are checking us on YouTube, subscribe. We want you to comment also. That really helps. We love interacting, reading your stuff, what you're thinking about the show, so we can then go together and, and kind of talk about the comments. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. We appreciate that, and we can use that. So we appreciate all the interaction and you guys are doing, and we just wanted to thank you. And being part of AfterBuzz for me and being on this platform and talking to you guys has been a great experience. And being able to interact with the audience, I just feel like it's made me talk about a show I probably wouldn't have watched otherwise and really makes me grow as, as a commentator and someone that talks about it. So we need your help. Thank you for all the help. And just subscribe, give us ratings, and comment. Thank you so much, Jim. I don't like you, but I do like the show <laughs> a lot. I do I'm like the show a lot. You know what's really great about having three guys discuss what should be, in essence, a teen bopper demographic of, uh, like, a female demographic show? Right. We talk about this show. We're enthusiastic about this show. And we also make it sound like we're sports commentating at the same time. <laughs>
when Rosa passed the ball, what did you think, Jim? And <laughs> fumble. Exactly. And I think there were a couple fumbles in this episode is really what it comes down to. Let's go to the hospital storyline where, of course, after last week, we see Max has knocked out all of the power in the town. And he's, he's bringing supplies, but he knows what he did was wrong and it's hurtful to this town. The hospital is without power, and if you know anything about hospitals being without power, they should have backup generators. However, a hospital without power is basically a death trap. We need power. And we see the hospital story come to play where there's a kid, this Victor kid, Victor Franco, who needs a new pacemaker because his pacemaker was out because one of the lights was out and there was a car crash. Liz's father has what looks like a heart attack, but it turns out to be symptoms of diabetes that come to play. And, of course, Max touches the generator, and the power just goes back up. He gets shocked back, but the power goes back up. Right. Hospital story. Too much. <laughs> like, it was like General I mean, Hospital. Yeah, it was just like stuff's going out, and people are dying, and... You know, Max becomes the hero because he brings the power back to it. But he wasn't the hero, right? Because Kyle keeps bringing up how you're not a hero. My father was a hero, and he, he did try to play he the hero. To. Exactly, he tried to play a hero, and then you see him get that shock. Of, you That's know, what inspired him away. to do it in the first place. Yeah, and, was and, Kyle's speech. And and I don't know if I missed it in previous episodes, but it becomes very clear that Kyle knows exactly what Max's power is. To me, at least, when that he to me, I think he knows. That Max healed Liz from the bullet shot, and he, he was, does. And he was Liz has specifically told Kyle, right? Exactly. And it was he was testing him. He was saying, you know, you're not going to do anything, and there was a tension. And who are and you, we to play God? Exactly. You said you said I can't play God all the time, and you see Max. It's it's almost this moment where we see Kyle needing Max for the first time. Most of the time, he's been trying to destroy Max. So I, I saw a dichotomy of him now needing him, and it was interesting to see Kyle in a vulnerable place, almost asking his opposition for help. And what we see is, I thought that Max was going to reach over and heal the kid, but for him... Exactly. I thought that too, I thought that he was, was going to yeah. just do the touch. Take the risk, and, and, but then that was pretty... That was where the clever writing was. To run downstairs and the way it led into um, having his partner Cameron see the handprint. I thought that was cleverly written and a good scene in that part. I was confused that he was not. It, it was a good ending to a kind of a messy scene in, in some ways. Uh, I, you had the interaction between Kyle and Max in there. I just don't know why they put that kid as a pawn in a sense. They used him kind of to have their little confrontation. It was a little bit of. Uh emotionally manipulative yeah, to have a I kid with a pacemaker it doesn't play unless this kid comes it, back in the, unless he has some the way we need Frederico to how it played to me from my view was that this kid represented Kyle's attachment to his community and care for the people and basically alienating the alien and saying you're an outsider you don't really care about the people you might have killed the people here Get out. That's I'm a great way really to look cares. at it, George. That I, is a good part. I will allow that point Thank you. for me personally because that's a great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. I just think that they also try to use us with this kid. He was born in a ditch. And oh, yeah. There's a sob story behind just, it. Yeah. Maybe he was just born. Could it have been possible that he, he's just a kid and he needs a heart? And that's as far as we go. But no, it needs to, they drenched that. The, the the water out of the stone with that story. Mm-hmm. What about the part where where in the hospital 
the confrontation with Kyle and Max where Kyle just walks away. That was the when I was like, that's bad acting. Bad acting, and we saw it at other scenes too, where again, the the actors weren't attached to their lines. And I'm starting to wonder, were they rushed in this episode? Because this episode was more dialogue heavy, whereas the other ones were more action heavy. And part of me thinks, you know, you're filming, you're in the season, and now you're giving this dialogue heavy script, and you have X amount of time to film. And that's where I think the disconnect could be. There were more lines in this film. But it worked with the episode, because it was so soap opera-ish, you know, in that sense. So I guess the acting played into it. So if we're going by that... Then it kind of works together. But the acting is more natural, and especially, and here's where I say... We've seen them do better acting. We've seen these actors on other shows, and so we know they do better. Max is Max on every show. That's the kind of guy he is. Uh, Max. He's just a nice guy, though. He's a good Batman, right? So he's the nice guy. He's the Bruce Wayne most of the time. However, and he's always the hero. But on the other situations, Janine Mason is a newer actor where... She was a dancer before, and now she's an acting, and this is and she's it, such a good breakout role. And in her defense, she's to me, she's done very well up to this episode. There are a few moments she's done very well. I usually I'm on board. I know it's a CW show. I know what I'm in for, and I'm I've been actively on board with this. I really like how Michael was being portrayed. Isabel, Isabel, rock, total rock star. Isabel, amazing. character is so consistent, and you see the stillness in her acting and the look in her eyes, the depth of character. Isabel, to me, that character is nailed. There's not one moment where I've ever felt. I agree. It's been a Isabel. slow burn with her. She hasn't Killing said much, it. and slowly it's been rising, rising. Today, she had more dialogue, more scenes. So it's, we're seeing a natural progression with her, and, and we enjoy it. And, and you know what? To be honest, I don't even like Isabel as a, as an actor. It's not that I've seen her in other things, but oh. I just don't like. Her, there's something about her that naturally doesn't sit well with me. And yet, as an actor itself, I'm like, wow, you are very good. <laughs> Extremely good. I, I believe her name's Lily Cowles. Yeah, and very good actor. Yeah, I have nothing bad. I've, I haven't detected anything. Maybe the only thing I would say is that she isn't playing this super lovable character in the episode. But that's how good it is. And, and that's why we got to give her even more brownie points. She's taking the more dramatic, less liked role. And still, me as a viewer, I'm just totally engulfed every time she's on screen. Well, someone we all find acting all the time is Max. Max is putting on an act, especially when it comes to Cam. <laughs> Does Max like Cam? What, what's going on in that situation? He needs Cam at this point. He's losing the grip of, of Liz. And now the desperation's coming in. So we sing Desperate Max again. And slowly he's starting to... Uh, make up to Cam and be more available to her. I'm I'm noticing that change. He's he's picking his lane now when he's noticing that option's gonna be moving away. So he's trying to hang on to Cam. And he's pushing himself hard, Jim, to go in that direction. I will say that Cam is less of a rebound and more of a band-aid to Max. Wow. Odds are stacked against Max. He the healer needs healing. And in his position now, his partner in crime, he's been working with her as a, as a sheriff. So they've probably been in situations where she's had his back and taken the bullets for him. It's scary what's going to happen because, you know, it could unfold a different way. But as of now, she, she is his conduit. She is his insider who's not an alien, who's on his side, who is going to help heal the wound of Liz leaving him for Kyle. 
I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. I did like how you said it's not the escape or the rebound, but a band-aid. A band-aid. That's really good. Great stuff. Does does Cam know Max is an, an alien? In separate scenes. Let's look at the beginning, the middle, and the end of this okay. episode. Beginning scene, <laughs> I, I felt that Cam was viewing Max as a player. As a player. Oh, yeah, because she went off on him. On she that. went off. He joined her date. He ran off with Liz. So she's like, oh, you played me. You're going to have to make up with it with the, the dinner and wine date. Something a little more high end. Towards the middle, I felt like. But she was joking. She still said no. Joking. Regular yeah. case. And he isn't just. No, well, yeah, I wrote that one down. Queso, tequila, and three orgasms. Exactly. She wants three of them. Which, again, we see. Decent request. The, the queso, tequila, churro, pancakes. Are we stretching a little bit? Well, no, bit? because they are they are in Roswell, New Mexico. So, they are. So it's a New Mexico, New Mexican lifestyle, which they're trying to insinuate and show. I got I can you. So it. we'll give it a pass there. The the second scene, you see, I felt a growing suspicion, but still not completely See, it was knowing. the second scene that I, uh, she stood up to Master Sergeant Barnes. Yes. And, and she kind of played it off. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. But why are you covering... If you that, don't know there, something. Yeah, there was a she suspicion. But she, uh, you know, Jenna Cameron strikes me as a very smart person. So in the, in the last scene where she saw the handprint and it all connected, I'm like, oh, no, she knows. She knows. She knows. The handprint, right, she, Jim? She's a badass in so many ways. She's clever, smart, and you can tell when they're together, she's kind of running the show. He's more playing the, the backseat uh, whenever they're doing anything. She always, even in previous episodes, you know, when those guys, those drunk guys, that uh, they were shooting the gun and the can, like, she took charge. And she takes charge of every situation that they're with, I'm. She might be hiding his secret in a way. Maybe she knows. Maybe she got confirmed. I think maybe it got confirmed with the with the yeah election, to her the, confirmed. the yeah. lightning print. Yes, it got confirmed. Yes. She had to have had a an inkling. Something is going on, but that confirmed it at least to a degree, to a higher degree. I feel like I was actually very intrigued that Cameron had served. Yeah, I think that kind of gives her, puts her on a level with Alex, right? That they're she, she's both, like a, exactly. they're like a local town hero. Yeah, but no one way. knew because not only is Cam kind of new to the town, but she hadn't even advertised it to the point where Master Sergeant Barnes had no idea. Mm-hmm. But it gives her character more credibility that she even now kept it in and she didn't announce it. She's got a lot of... A lot of good qualities, a kind of pride and toughness to her that she doesn't go around and advertise. Yeah. And I kind of like that about her. And I'm glad her character got more shine this episode. Through these traits, she became another one of my very likable characters. Very likable. I've always liked her in other... She was in the originals as Freya, the oldest sister, and I always just kind of liked her. What I mean with Isabel is how I didn't really just... I just don't take to her. I did really take to this It's actor. a seamless click. Exactly. It's something that I like about... I like about her. I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe it's it's not even just just Riley Volkel is her name. Mm-hmm. It's not just looks. It's just there's charisma. An there's an energy to her. Yeah, she plays, she plays this toughness. You can tell through her acting. Like she knows how to portray strength and power. Yeah, and with good looks. Because usually a character like that, someone that looks that good, can be misconstrued as like, oh, she's just a pretty face. Are we shipping Cam and Max? Is there something there? Is there what we want or? Because clearly, we're going Liz Cam is the way to yeah. go, right? I mean, Liz Max. What, Liz what are we Max. calling Max Liz? What are we? What are we calling that? 
we'll go. Yeah, what we'll go with, I had I had the I had the Limax because it sounds Lemax. like flavorful. So Limax, right? Lemax. So we're shipping Limax. But what Can about say Cam, Cam's such a ride or die? Cam, yeah, dare something. But up until the scene where she's drinking wine with Maine, I'm like, uh oh. Because when she stood up and I saw your reaction to Ron, how you were taking it back, how she was like, yes, sir. And stood up right away. There was this tension. And then earlier in the episode, you're saying, oh, Max taking me out for wine. wine and here you are with Maine drinking Master wine. Master Sergeant Barnes. Uh, yep. So I'm thinking maybe am I, is there a twist here? Is she going to roll off of Max now that she suspects I don't think knows? there's a sexual interest with no. Master Sergeant Barnes. Mm-hmm. And I, I, Cameron doesn't come off as one with daddy issues. I think that there's a hierarchy that is programmed into you yes, and is respected that... and is noble when you serve. And there is some type of authority, respect that she gives him. Bet, even better read. And I feel that's going to be the breaking point of Cam and Max. Especially as he needs her. He needs her. He so needs they're going to go. I mean, let's let's talk about their interaction because that one came up twice in the beginning where she wants him to respect her as she mentions serving in order to gain that respect. Yes. As in I'm I'm also I'm also a vet. I've been through it. I know. Get that connection and then later of course Master Sergeant uh, Barnes comes in and does what he always does, tries to blackmail her with Charlie, who we need to find out more about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who is Charlie? I don't know. We I didn't get a clear understanding of who Charlie is no. and what his itch is. It sounds like a drug problem of some sort. Could be, in my opinion, Cam's little brother. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, Cam's wow. little brother. Now, wow. Which is why she would totally understand why Isabel and Max are so close, because she has her own little brother in a situation that goes on. That's what I was getting, but we didn't get that Get, no one else would be as important to her. She could to, be, really. He could be in jail. Yeah, it's got to be a family that member. It has mm-hmm. to be something in that nature. Let's get to Max and Isabel. We've talked about it a little, but let's get really into that meat of Max and Isabel. One thing very interesting to me is that Max didn't know Isabel's power. That w- that caught me so off yeah, guard. Weird. And the well, only thing I, that I can conclude is that maybe Max doesn't know Isabel's power because Isabel's been hiding it from Max. Well, clearly because, that's what it is. Yeah, she didn't want and, and, Max to know about her initial thing with and, Liz, and right? Hiding it because of the exactly because of the Liz situation. So she's sitting here thinking like, "Oh, I'm about to play Max. He can't know, and I'm doing it for his." Better best interest because she's been playing regardless of this weird connection, which we'll hopefully find out. She does play this older sister protective role to Max, and part of that is not letting him know the power so she could control his environment around him. I mean, I just thought it was weird that she, yeah, been all together. these years, all, and he wasn't more inquisitive. How when did you find out? How did you know you had? How come you never brought this up to me before? He's he so just asked passive. about it. I mean, with everyone, Max is just so passive. And in this situation... We know, Jim, you hate Max. <laughs> yeah, just, man. You just don't like Max. He's, he's not so oblivious. Passive. So Kyle, huh? <laughs> and we didn't get a lot of Michael this episode. No, we got Michael, we, but we didn't get not, the Michael... Especially, we didn't get any Michael. Michael, Alex. Alex no Alex at all. That just disappeared. And now you're reintroduce, reintroducing these tensions. Then again, we didn't see any of Noah either. So we didn't see any of we we had an illusion when Maria was reading Isabel's hand to the husband, which was a whole deep. But situation. we haven't really gotten gotten into the Noah situation except for last week. I thought, mm-hmm. and 
did anyone else feel something between Michael and Maria? There, there was like a little bit of flirt. Could have been. Maybe she's oblivious to the fact, but maybe, or maybe, maybe he's he bisexual. Yeah, I could don't, be. It doesn't have to be. Could have been something in high school, maybe years ago. I'm thinking mm-hmm. nothing recent. It felt like there was something. I, I felt something. I'd love to know if you guys at home felt a little, little something. And remember, I we love hearing your comments on everything we discuss. You are very much a part of this panel as much as we are, uh, if not more so. Let's talk a little Max and Kyle. We talked about their confrontation at the hospital. Let's, that's not the only confrontation they really had. They had another confrontation when Kyle walks out of Liz's. Which, from, I, a, produ- from a production standpoint, was painstaking to watch. The, fr- the predictable framing on that low angle, like, they're totally isolated, and now they're going to walk into each other. Whoever was on set and said, okay, now walk, it was just so obvious. It How was, did they not see each other from it, before? It, it, like, it was, all of a sudden, oh, it well, was so bad. Well, here's the thing, George. We know that Max is such a creep because he's always <laughs> around Liz. Stop like he's doing that. He's Jim. always around. So there's no doubt that he'd be around her place. The the Crash Down Cafe, by the way. Good good name for a place for this scene, actually. because uh, it did crash down. But yeah, now now he's like stalking in a sense Kyle. Wherever Kyle is, Max shows up. That's well, going I, on. I think in this case it was where Liz was and Max True. <laughs> shows so, up. So they were in a bedroom. Is that attached? Am yeah, I she's got an atta- apartment okay, upstairs. So that's upstairs. where it is. Yep. Is that also where down. the father resides? Yes. Because I found it very interesting that one second Kyle's in the hospital trying he to help the dad. Either. And the next second he's trying to have or having sure. sex with the we'll daughter. We'll definitely get the, there. We'll get to yeah. the Liz, Max. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. But the concept of the confrontation between between Kyle and Max and their talk, and they had this very important talk where why Kyle became a doctor is for the glory. He watched his father be a, whore, a, a, a hero, and then I called him a whore because of what, what happened with Rosa, but <laughs> father be a hero, and he wanted the glory, and then boom, wh- but that's not why you became a cop, is it? And He's he, challenging his and, manhood constantly. And he, but he, Yeah, but he admits it and says no. So what is his motive? That's co- what, what do you guys think is his motive? I'm asking y'all because I really don't know at this point. Max's motive for all this, I guess, is maybe the hope, the long-standing hope that Liz will come around and that he's kind of the. No, he's the, not playing a long game that long. Where Liz, we was don't gone. know. This guy's he's been desperate cop. for her for years. Stop well, doing that. Stop just. <laughs> is it? Tehran, would you suspect that it is a sense of guilt? That, hey, I'm an alien, an alien killed this person or impacted the community. I think I'm maybe something investigating it. or I'm going to help, but in a very... Jim, you mentioned he's very passive. Yeah. I'm passively helping because I'm a cop. I, I originally he's thought a participant a in a justice, sense. Yeah. but there is something deeper, and I can't wait to find out what that I deeper really is. I really need to know. Well, let's talk about something we've been waiting to talk about, Kyle and Liz. Hey, I'm going to start this up. My boy, first of all, props to you, Kyle, out there. I knew this moment was going to happen. Why are you so proud of him? I'm so proud of this guy, man. This is my guy, and he finally delivered on what I've been saying all along. This was going to happen. Maybe you're the creep, Jim. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> no, Maybe man, you're that's the my guy. I called him from day one. I knew him and Liz got a thing together. She just can't. Listen, Kyle is the Look, good doctor. That is his Kyle's nickname. a good doctor, but he's he's a very attractive man. Takes off his shirt and just caramel. And Liz's yeah. shirt went off quicker than his. It's, I mean, he's good looking. It's a 
it's an attraction for sure, physically. Is there an emotional attraction there? Yes, she trusts him. She trusts trusts him. him And she says to Kyle, you make me feel safe. Yeah. And she says to Max, you make me feel terrified. (laughs) Good writing. Good writing. That, hold on. Let's examine that. Safe and terrified. Safe may be love, but it's not in love. Terrified feels like what in love would be. Oh, another so let's talk that real quick there. And maybe that is why she keeps branching. Like Kyle's the obvious answer almost in some situations for yes, but she keeps sneaking off to Max to run. Good read there. Exactly. That's I'm terrified of Steph Sabra in the booth. Yeah. You know, well that went over my head. (laughs) She never makes me feel safe. So so that's true, and the safety could be. And a beer goes down. And Don't move for my guy. But, in the booth, please, and <laughs> but but you do see that there's a ba- there's a history. We learned that sure. today. There's a history where in high school they were in an actual relationship. Mm-hmm. So well, you, we knew that they were dating. That was his her high school sweetheart in episode one and two. But I didn't know it was that deep where the father had a thing against him and stuff like that. that so exactly, it, it, there was some sort of. Kyle's starting to appear to be the constant with everything shifting and changing around uh, Liz. Kyle's the constant, and that's why she feels safe. And Kyle is now starting. I can't Kyle believe I'm is saying the this, Doctor. He's starting. George, say it. Kyle. Uh, Kyle is starting to seem like the better choice. Yes, oh, I've been calling from day one. That well, that's the good you. doctor. That yeah. must hurt you. You're My shipping. Boy. Shipping. I them. can't believe I'm saying it. Called it. I think that Kyle understood and used the situation with Liz, knew that she was vulnerable. Hey, he's not manipulative. Did. He did. He was like, look, this is how you are. We're grown-ups. Let's get it in. That He I, he really I, did say that. I didn't he said, we're grown-ups. Let's, let's just but get it in. But didn't Liz say It'll the be sex cool. thing? Yeah. She was on board with it. And plus, they no, made out... Liz didn't... didn't bring it up. Kyle brought it up. Liz, Blude. it took a second of convincing. It didn't take that long. It wasn't that much. But there was... Kyle just said, hey, we're grown-ups. We should get it in. It'll get our mind off. It'll pass time. Let's do it. But, Teron, Liz initiated in the car a few episodes ago. Remember? When she first came yeah, back. Yeah, when she first came back. So mm-hmm. now he can do it. I mean, she already showed her cards back then. Where she... I don't think that's how consent works, Jim. Uh, uh, <laughs> not I, in that sense. But clearly, li- clearly, let's be very frank. Liz gave consent in this situation and, and was a willing... An amazing participant, and so was Kyle, because she compliments him. I might have to retract my shipping, because Saran just reminded me the line that was used was, "Let's this will help time pass. Exactly. Time pass. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's, you know, there's a lot going on, so... Well, well, a lot it, going on also includes the fact that Max comes in shortly after that. Yeah. And <laughs> Predictably. Ugh, comes creep. in, and we know Max knows more about what's going on, but here, Liz doesn't say anything. And this actually, this was one of those times where Liz doesn't say what just happened. They, Her and Kyle just had sex. She knows how Max feels. Max brings up his feelings and says, I need to know how you feel, and she... Still holds back. Bam! She crushed him. Crush. That was. She took it out. She. That was a gut punch right there. Because here's the guy spilling out his cards again. That that keeps on going through the theory that Max is a pushover. He gives it away again. I love you, and she just like, well, 
I can't do that. That just tells you, if that happens in a relationship, any sort of thing, it's game over. That is a game over sign. No, I felt if you see her body language, she's saying no, but she didn't move a little towards him. And I think that that's the, a lyric in a song. <laughs> that's a lyric in a song not where we have to be careful. About yeah, us. let's not bring up that song. But Your body's telling me no, yes. No, that song doesn't exist. So on Spotify, at least. So when she's saying that, the reason why I'm interpreting she's holding back is because she isn't sold. It, it's all about Rosa here. It's not about her not wanting Max uh-huh. per se. It's her loyalty to her sister and her mission. She brings up, "I'm observing. I'm finding facts." She brings that. She almost blurts that out because she's letting her subconscious surface. We aren't reconciled until I know for sure, and I believe you one hundred percent that you're telling the truth about my sister, and that I know what happened to my sister. Well, we know that Liz is uh, the ever consummate investigator. She is going to find out eventually what happened to Rosa. She's investigating. She's getting clues. She's going to stay. I, I don't like the back and forth of her staying and leaving Roswell. Is she gonna too, much. Too, much. too much. Like, you're going to stay. Your dad's sick. Come on. You, we know you're going to stay. What I did not know is that Michael was going to flat out say, I'm going to take the charge. Take I, the L. I don't have anything going. You guys have so much. I'm going to take the charge. And then says flat out Besides, I'm the one that killed Rosa. Did he? Was he just did saying he? that to make the crew no. believe it? That's no, what I'm he asking. Like, he did it. That that's like admitting to something that you know you're not guilty of, just for the sake of like I don't know clearing the situation. I don't know. There might be another. There might be another alien out there. We have to find out. Yeah, I don't think he killed him. I just I don't. don't. Think, I, wasn't I wasn't convinced. By it. It. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't convinced. Nope. It was just like too quick of a reaction. Like, okay, I'm gonna take it. Exactly. I'll kill him. Like, there's no. There's no thought. There's no sensitivity to it. It was just a reactive kind of response. He's and taking one for the team. So I don't know. Michael we'll, the Rebel, the bad boy, is more of a stand-up dude than we thought he we'll was. We'll find mm. out. One thing I didn't believe were a couple of the stereotypes. Churro pancakes, the kidding, <laughs> and pieces of social commentary of George. You brought up the paper towels and the all lives, Mr. All Lives Matter. There was a couple yeah, pieces, a which we're, all, of course, used to in the CW. We need to have a discussion if we feel that the CW does this too much or not enough. But that's going to be for a future show where it's very, very heavy. What we are going to do in this show is bring up our special segment in which we pick a scene which made us hate the most. Let's start with George. The scene that made me hate what the most? Anything that just made made you angry the the most. The scene that just made me angry... Such a well-produced show, poor production call on saying, okay, you walk, go, and making it so predictable when when Kyle and Max walk into each other. Totally took me out of the, the show, and in fact, I almost felt like I was like a producer on set assisting and almost telling them, walk now. I did not like that at all. Jim? I didn't like Matt continuing being a creep and just like, let the Liz situation with Kyle happen. But no, you have to be in front of the door and confrontation again. He's just he's just asking for it. He's literally asking for it constantly. And then he got gut punched by Liz for spreading his love. He did. But that was the scene that made me the most angry. Not the fact that Mm. Liz rejected Max, not the fact that she denied his love, but the fact that she had just had sex with Kyle (laughs) and then talked to Max as if nothing. That I was so mad. Like you're the worst. You're, Kyle's dick is still on your breath and you're just talking to Max in a close, 
close proximity like it's nothing. She like, don't what? care. She I doesn't was so care. Angry. I was mad. Savage move. But Savage move. Teron, while I agree with you, and you know what, I might be on your side of the court now for that being the worst seed. I'm just gonna defend. Liz, and say that because <laughs> you since... can't defend her, we don't have time. Let's <laughs> no. get right into predictions. Let's jump into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. What's going to happen in the next episode or two, George? I'll tell you what's going to happen. Jenna Cameron is turning on Max completely, she's joining forces with the sergeant in his forefront. And I do think that Kyle. And Liz are going to have a deeper level. They're going to go into a deeper dimension of the relationship. My boy. He is, I thought, Harvey Dent all along. The good Samaritan that eventually is going to go bad. And right now we're getting the good doctor version of him. Kyle is the cog of this show. I'm telling you, he's the key to everything going on right now. Because he can turn. I think we're going to see... Good Dr. Kyle, Harvey Dent version, Two-Face, coming soon. You bring up Harvey Dent. I did like the imagery of the girl who is in love with Bruce but chooses Harvey because he's safe, even though she's in love with the other person. I would say that we get more secrets to come out. I think Michael does not actually get the chance to confess. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I think that we see a lot more of Isabel and Maria. I think that storyline isn't yes. over. Because we did see that, and I'm starting to believe Maria as a psychic in some ways because of her read on Isabel and saying, you're afraid your husband doesn't want to, uh, he mm-hmm. wants to have kids, but your kids might turn out to be I free. told y'all don't sleep on that Maria. That was strong. And I also think that this show doesn't get a second season, at least not the way it's going right now. Not yet. Hopefully, even though the ratings are decent, hopefully the show goes in a better direction for the next episode. And let me clarify that I do hope that that happens. I want to see another Definitely. season of this, and I want to be on this same panel with y'all. We're gonna they have again. a lot more storylines. Where can people find you if you want to be found? Find me at Mr. George Corey. Teron, spell the last name. That's K-H-O-U-R-I. And Jim? Find me at the Jim Alexander on all social media. Not a Jim Alexander, but the, the like Jim. the rock. Exactly. The Jim Alexander. And of course, I am Teron, literally at I am Teron all across the board. That's I A M T E H R A N. Find me on a slew of other After Buzz After Shows where we discuss so many things. Find more of our shows, rate and subscribe. We enjoy each and every one of you. And until next week, same Roswell time, same Roswell channel. See you. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.